You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me. It is Chris Meany. This is your show for MLB DFS. We are it. It is happening now. Chris Meany, well done, sir. You, my friend, another home run call. Well done. We are continuously just on fire with this. So, so what does that bring the tally to now? Because I know they tweeted about it yesterday. What was it like 34 now and 42 shows or something insane like that? Something like that, yes. I think it may have been 31, and then we, we got the 32. So, yeah, it's been over 50%, which is all you can ask for, really. Like, I mean, a cold streak well definitely going to come. Well yeah. well over. I mean, it let's is. be honest yeah. here. Come on. I'm trying to hype the show, Chris. I mean, <laughs> well, that's what I said. With. It's over 50%. Like, that's pretty Yeah, impressive. but you yeah. and your humble Canadianness. ness Well, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, uh, it's about 50%. You know, we're really doing well. No, it's great. <laughs> This is America. We DFS here, baseball, and we do it, and we do it all the time. We 100% everything we say is right, which is not true. <laughs> well, you know, you want to be but... um, a little cocky. I had three guys written down yesterday, and they all went yard, which is unbelievable. <laughs> oh, and I wow. wanted to go with Whoa, Manny Machado. Look at me now. I'm Chris <laughs> now. I now I live in America too. <laughs> well, listen, it was it was all narrative to be honest. Not all narrative, but some of it was. Manny Machado. We said how hard he yep. would be trying to hit a home run. Edwin Encarnacion against that Blue Jays staff, his former squad. Uh, and then we gave a lot of love to Seattle, which I was pretty happy with. I was more happy with the Seattle stack that we talked about than anything else in the program yesterday. Like J.P. Crawford, we mentioned Dan Vogelback, a yes. lefty against Zach Davies. Like we mentioned we all, all those lefties, that. and he went yard as well. So that was just you were easy. You could have easily had a Seattle stack, and I know because I had some experience with it, and Scherzer. Or you could have went down to Jesse Chavez and spent up on the San Diego and the Yankees bats and had some success that way, whether it was cash or tournament. So that's more more happy about that than getting the Machado home run, which, you know what, just seemed like a given because I watched every one of his at-bats and he was definitely trying to get that ball out of the ballpark with every swing. He's that kind of dude. He Let's really be honest. is. He's that kind he of really dude. Is. All right. Let's go through the tail of the tape from yesterday. What we got right, what we got wrong. You mentioned Seattle. We were all over that one. Uh, none of the low-cost pitchers worked out. So we were kind of, we were flirting with Mets, but we decided Sabathia was probably the better one lock for the W. Guess what? Didn't get the W. That was upsetting. And then Flaherty was cruising, oh, yeah. basically. And then, and then the fifth inning came. And six runs, the next thing you know, Jack Flaherty just imploded, which is bad job by you, Jack Flaherty. You ruined it. But... On the flip side of that, we love Madison Bumgarner, who basically, once again, put the team on his back. Uh, Two-run single, right, or an RBI single in the game. He gets the W. That's what you want out of Madison Bumgarner. Gets the W, all those things. Heaney was good, too. So some of those guys did work out, which was a positive. Um, now, in terms of the big cash game arms yesterday, Garrett Cole did not return value. You know, no. you can't have a small strikeout game at 11-plus K and return value. Scherzer did. He did not, and we were all over fading Snell last night. I mean, we, we talked about it. It's, it's not a good look, especially in single format pitchers where Snell's just not been good, and this is another one now. Uh, this was another ugly outing. I I, guarantee, I get it. It's it's Minnesota. They're an excellent offense, but but 
Chris, I mean, Blake Snell right now. Hey, I mean, he, his ERA is over five on the season. Yeah, okay. Th- it is I- almost July 1st and his ERA is over five. I think there's something going on with him. We, we've we all talked before. Everyone's talked in, you know, baseball, you and I and your shows and my shows and this show about the ball being, you know, juiced or a little bit tighter. It's definitely different. There's a lot of pitchers, good pitchers that are struggling. But for Snell, it's, you know, he's not striking guys out right now. 4K last night, zero in his previous start, which he couldn't even get out of the first. Three in the start before that, which he only had three innings. So he's not striking guys out. He's walking guys. He's giving up bombs, lots of home runs, at least five in his last seven. So, or five rather in his last seven. So it's, and he's got Texas next. So I don't even know, like from a seasonal standpoint, if you want him, if you want to buy low on him, like I know there's going to be a lot of lefties in that lineup, but they're, they have a lot of power bats in that lineup that can get to him. So him and Flaherty, yeah, maybe they're buy low candidates, but I'm concerned about both. I mean, for Flaherty, another three bombs he allowed last night, he's given up home runs left, right, and center. So it's it's a struggle if you own either of those pitchers, and I don't know if I want anything to do with them going forward. No, I don't think I – I definitely don't want anything to do with uh, with Snell. I, I did not trust the Blake Snell going into this year and opportunity in labor this year to take him. I took Severino instead. Obviously, that didn't work out. But, you know, at least Severino's not killing my ERA and whip. Right, yeah. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> you know? Uh, but the other guy that was excellent, who we were all over yesterday, was David Price. We talked about him being the best return on investment, the best matchup. Carson Fulmer obviously just went the two innings there, although he actually wasn't terrible in the two innings. But still, no, um, it was it was all about David Price getting that victory yesterday. That was just such a clear pivot on the board there from the top guys and cash that it, it was, it was a no brainer and him and Bumgarner were the guys we liked the most. And that certainly worked out. So that is good. I did not get my home run call. I'm a little sad. The streak is over there. I don't know if it's like four in a row or whatever, but we'll get back on the horse today <laughs> because it's a new day. Yes, it is. It's right. Wednesday. It's hump day. And we're going to start with some afternoon hump day games. That's right. Uh, we've got to Trent Thornton and James Paxton in New York at the one o'clock. You got Reynaldo Lopez against the Red Sox and Chris Sale. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Look out, baby. There's going to be a lot of offense in that one. Uh, Trevor Bauer at 10-6 over on DK against Jake Junis. Then you got Strom and Bundy. You've also got uh, Tony Gonsolin and Taylor Clark, followed by, last but not least, Herman Marquez and Jeff Samarja in San Francisco. So, Let's take a look at this and let's do let's do DK first because obviously Chris Sale will be the chalk on the board at 11-6. He's $1,000 more than Trevor Bauer. I think that's perfectly fine considering the lineup he's got here. I'm still fine with that. The question is, where do you go for a secondary pitcher along with Chris Sale and cash on DK today? Is it Strom? I mean, it's 6K. He looks like a lock to me. Yeah, I think that I think that's where you go. Um, you know, just looking at the early slate on DraftKings, like what are you going to do? Like, you can go sale at eleven six, yeah, and then you you have to spend down. Like, there's no way. Obviously, you can go Bauer. Marquez is a little bit too expensive. I mean, Paxson is is a decent fade from the top. You can save yourself a little bit of cash. But if you're looking to find some of that value, I mean, it's probably Strom. It's probably it. Yeah, I, I can't go Samarja. If it, if it was a lefty against Colorado, I can get behind that, but. It's probably where it is. It's either Strom or it's Bundy. And I know Bundy is is completely crazy risky. And no, I you know what? That was, my that was my second one. I, I one agree with you because of the strikeout potential there. And San Diego yeah. does K a fair amount. I thought that was my second place to go. So I agree with you. So that being said, if that's the cash game strategy today on DK, what is the day game 
tournament strategy? Are we going with Trevor Bauer and trying to pair him with Marquez? Or are we taking maybe a Marquez and a Paxton who's $1,000 less? I think you kind of have to have Paxton in there at 9 k Yeah. $1,000 less than Bauer and Marquez, and that's a significant discount in my mind. Yeah, it really is. And the Yankees are huge favorites. I mean, the Yankees and the Red Sox. I mean, Boston minus 360 at home. The Yankees 265 at home. And you know they're going to do enough. They're going to get enough runs against Trent Thornton, who has actually been okay in t- at times. Like, he's he's had some strikeouts, but he's got an, a really high fly ball rate. And these Yankees, I mean, the, <laughs> did you see the odds? There were odds. I think it was, like, plus 750 for the Jays to hit a home run and, like, minus 1,000 for the Yankees. And they did it in their first at-bat with D.J. LeMahieu, and they followed it up again with Aaron Judge. And these 28 straight games with a home run. Like, they're going to hit a home run in this game today. So they're going to give some some run support for James Paxson. I think that's that's where I would go is Paxson. And we've seen, like, if John Gray can go into San Fran and have a great uh, and, a, and a great outing and return value, Linestar loved him, Marquez can do the exact same thing. Like, there's... I agree. I, I have no problem going to Marquez. I think Marquez and Paxton are two solid fades off the top. I think sale. you can do the Marquez Paxton on DK in tournament yeah. or cash. I think either way that plays. Yes. If you feel weird about doing the sale and then going down to the bottom, but I just feel like sale is such a lock today. Like it's just, there's no, I don't know. There's no way I think the white Sox can beat Chris sale today. I just don't see that happening. And I, and I think Chris sale is going to get close to double digit case in this one too. So that yeah, that's should. just my fear. On it now on the FanDuel side, a little bit of a different story here in terms of the values. You got James Paxton at nine three, so that kind of stays the same. Chris Sale eleven five kind of stays the same, but then you've got Trevor Bauer who's up to eleven two, nearly the same as Chris Sale. I think that's nuts for three hundred dollars more. I'm absolutely going to take, especially especially Hunter Dozier is back in that lineup. He's basically picked up right where he's left off before the injury. Um, I I don't see no reason to muck around with that, and to me, it's the clear. At 8.6, Herman Marquez is your tournament arm because we talk about the strikeout upside. Even though San Fran doesn't strike out a ton, Marquez is a guy that I think can, you know, he's he's not your average strikeout pitcher. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's a little bit right. better than average in yeah. that department. So he allows you to go up to those Yankee bats or go up to, you know, some of those San Diego bats, whatever you want there. Uh, is there something I'm leaving out? Are you like me? You're fading Bauer? Or do you think Bauer is a pivot to some of these guys? No, I'm fading him. Fandle's weird with some of their contests. Like, if you go in the early, very early, I mean, you really only have Sale, Bauer, Paxson to choose from. I mean, it's just the three games. So, it's it's going to be a lot of, of Sale's going to be the complete jock, and I would just roll him out there. Like, it's it's either Sale or Paxson. You make a great point. Like, why spend 11-2 on Bauer when you can spend 11-5 on Sale, or you can drop down to 9-3 for Paxson's for it's those two. And then the other contest, I guess it's not the very early. It's just the early. It's you're just left with Marquez, Bundy, or Strom, and you really have to, you know, choose there. Gonsolin could be somebody we talk about later on down the road, but I don't think in his first outing against Arizona, uh, I wouldn't drop down that far at six K. So I would just roll out Marquez. I think that's the way to go. Marquez in, you know, in the later well, I think afternoon. Gonsolin, I, I just worry about the quality start. Even exactly. I worry yeah. about can he get through five innings? I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's it, it seems unlikely they'll let him go there. All right. Let's move on to the evening slate, though. So there you go. There's your there's your FanDuel DK afternoon. Get that out of the way for you. Make it simple. Make it clear because that's what's good. And if you want to make sure you check some numbers, you're looking for some other bats and whatnot, make sure you hit up the Line Star app. Make sure you download that. Make sure you're using the optimizer in there, and it'll give you all the best values, too, offensively, besides the values we're talking about here uh, on this show. So let's go to this first game where Scott Kingery in Philadelphia last night was the leadoff hitter. and I think he's going to stick there for a bit. He went yard yesterday. It was a wall scraper BS Philadelphia home run, but it's still a home run nonetheless. And I really like him at the top of this order. Now 
Unfortunately, he's 4-9 on DK, but, but on FanDuel, he's just 3-4, and I think he's a tremendous value against Jason Vargas tonight, who, although Vargas has pitched better, I think you look at this and you see Pavetta, who's been much better since he's come up. Strikeouts have still been strong for him. He's 7.3 on DK, 7.1 on FanDuel. On DK tonight as a secondary pitcher, I think he can get behind Pavetta. What about you? Yeah, I think there's value there to be had at seven three. It's it's a lot like some of these guys. Like he's not quite on the on the Nola Flaherty level, but that's what it reminds me of. Like he has that strikeout upside, and he's dropped down to a point now in terms of pricing where nobody really wants to. Well, I guess he's deserved that pricing. We'll say that, but he has he definitely has that upside. I mean, he's got the eight K per nine, but he has potential to get back up in the ten. We've seen it. He's got games of nine and six strikeouts over the last couple. So. I, I think so. I think there's also an opportunity to continue to ride hot bats in New York, like Conforto and McNeil. I, mm-hmm. I, McNeil is just every single game. This guy just Told you. turns out three or four hits. Yeah, he's a professional hitter. He's in he, that Matt really Carpenter, is. Wade Boggs kind of mold of hitter. You just, yeah. If you watch the finish of his swing, the finish of his swing with that wacky front leg that he's got and, and the way he follows through looks so much like I remember I had an old, I think it was an 84 tops Wade Boggs with pretty much the same finish. And I'm like, wow, look at that. That's Wade Boggs finish. Uh, but with Pavetta, I know the last outing wasn't very good against the Nats, but before that, six Ks yeah. against the Braves, six Ks against Cincinnati, nine Ks against the Dodgers, six Ks against the Cardinals. And I think against the Mets, who are the Mets, I think there's opportunity there. Um, just just looking ahead at that. Now, uh, going forward here with, uh, you know, besides McNeil, who obviously you're not getting a discount on DK. Forget discounts on DK. Yeah, go play on Fanduel. Really just honestly, go play on Fanduel. You could do so much with your lineup. Three I two mean, for McNeil and four, and three four for you Kingery. pulled a me yesterday. You went and did one of those like giant tournament things, like I do, where I just the mega entry, but I just throw one in there and you cash right because I've been cashing in them too, which is the one entry. Just because I, yeah, I was because able I'm a to jerk. get four Yankees <laughs> and yeah, I was able to get four Yankees, the the big boys. It went Stanton and Judge and Edwin and Hicks. Obviously, has been the value there all year. And then Machado and Tatis. I mean, Tatis was almost 6K on DK, but he's hovering around the 3-8 mark on FanDuel. It's it's just silly. Like I've been playing those like double ups lately, I feel like. <laughs> it's the <laughs> best just... way to, to cash, Joe. I mean, especially well, if you're so just new. Well, there's so much weird. People try so hard to get weird in those mega entries, and they end up yeah. just kind of wasting them instead of just trying to go, you know. And I'm not one to usually do this, but I've seen this trend this year more than ever where you're taking these – you know, these mega entry, single entry tournaments, everyone's very focused, whatever. And then you get into these, you know, the multi entries and people are trying so much strange that basically I would say a good third of the lineups that are entered are complete trash. Yeah. Like they're just never going to cash anyway. So it almost becomes like you're taking a big segment out of the potential uh, that would actually screw you in a single entry tournament on FanDuel. And it's it's specifically on FanDuel. I want to be clear about this too. Agreed. That's where I see it happening. And and now you've seen it too, because you did it yesterday like a jerk like me. And, <laughs> and you made money too. And that's, yeah. that's what it's all about. I, I will say this before I move on to the next game is, you know, for people who are just, because I get this a few questions, you know, I've been in the line star chat. It's, it's very active. And we have a chat over at TQ that's also very active as well. And people are just, if they're new and they're trying to, you know, get real creative with their tournament lineups. But over on FanDuel, I think if you're just a new player and you want to just have some success off the top, try out FanDuel, play some cash. It Honestly, you only have to pick one pitcher. You don't got to get caught up into a second arm. It's much easier just to roll out one pitcher. And then there's a lot of value to just take advantage of. You can get some guys with solid floor, solid baselines, like a Manny Machado who's been hovering around mid threes. Like that, that's a, that's a discount. 
that's that's value. So you you plug in those guys and you can have some success, and then it'll just you'll learn a lot from just doing those kind of lineups and then you can, you know, veer off and do some tournament lineups and get a little bit creative with just maybe one or two. You don't have to get creative with every single guy in your lineup. Like it doesn't have to be a complete contrarian, which you see sometimes in tournaments. All right. This next game is real tricky here. Two lefties, Mike Miner and Matt Boyd. It's in Detroit. Uh, my initial instinct right away is to go to Boyd because he's cheaper. He's nine, four on FanDuel uh, over on DK. He's 10 K. Mike Miner is 11 K. So you really got to pay up for Mike Miner, who's who's had a, a good season. I mean, let's be honest. We were riding that Mike Miner wave earlier in the year for sure. And, you know, you got Gallo back in this lineup. It's a strong lineup. But, again, against the lefty Boyd, I guess here's the question. It's in Detroit. And do you go with the strikeout upside of Matt Boyd here against the tough lefty? It's a left-handed heavy lineup in Texas, let's be frank. I mean, between Chu and Mazzara and Gallo and Odor and all in Guzman, all those guys. I kind of lean towards Boyd. I think that's my first instinct, and I'm sticking with it. I think initially you'll see a lot of heat for the Rangers and Miner because you see Detroit, but you know I don't think Matt Boyd gets enough credit on the season he's having. I mean, he is, he's got a sparkling K-walk ratio. If he was pitching for the Yankees, if he was pitching for uh, almost any other team in baseball, I think right yeah, now, I'd we would be yeah, talking a lot more team. about Matt Boyd. Absolutely. Yeah. 118 strikeouts and 94 innings. Very, very impressive. <laughs> and you only know, 19 like, walks. that sink in, everybody? Say that yeah. number again. 118 strikeouts and 94 innings. And he's only has 19 mm-hmm. walks. Like, that's impressive. 11K per nine and 1.8 walks per nine. Like, that's very impressive. My only negative thing on Boyd is the home runs. We knew it was it was coming. Like, last year, he allowed a ton. He's got a high fly ball, right? Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, it's fine. Like, we talked about all these guys with Scherzer and Cole. He allows home runs, right? I mean, he's allowed seven in his past four outings. But you're dead on with the Rangers. A lot of lefties. They strike out 27% of the time against lefties. That is the number one mark in baseball. So... There's definitely some some tournament appeal. So where for, do you for use Boyd. him tonight? Do you think it's a FanDuel tournament situation, I, standalone pitcher? Do you think it's a see? I think it's a hard sell for me on the DK side because at ten, that's that's an expensive tournament arm. It is. I think he. <laughs> I think it's FanDuel. I think you're right in FanDuel nine four. I believe Mike Miner will be able to match him. I just don't want to spend that much on Mike Miner. Like that's honestly what it is. Like Jesse Chavez. No, I don't either. And had and had you know he went through that lineup with the ease like it's just and i don't feel great about boyd getting the win either like i don't feel great about it but but he could rack up seven or eight k in the start pretty easily give me the give me the eight strikeouts and the and the quality start and then i'll at at that price i think i'm okay with that i think it's i think fanduel is where you want him tonight all right now here's another guy too we got to talk about zach gallon who's 7.8 over on fanduel tonight on the dk side he's roughly the same he's actually seven one a little bit cheaper now, he could be potentially very high-owned tonight because there's been a lot of buzz about the young kid coming up. Yomoto has been terrific for the Marlins' first three starts, so I think that has is going to affect Gallon's ownership because Yamamoto has come up and been excellent. Gallon in his first start was uh, good, five innings, six strikeouts. That's what you want. Um, my question to you is, here we go. He's going against the Nats and Patrick Corbin. Do you think this is kind of fool's gold in this scenario here against a a very, you know, Soto's been hot. Rendon is a professional hitter. Do you think this is asking a little too much a gallon here? It might be. And his ownership actually was really, really high in start number one. I know he was oh, yeah. cheap, but even oh, though he, yeah. he was up against St. Louis, I know like you and I looking into the numbers every day, and I'm sure a lot of people as well, knowing that St. Louis was struggling. But for the other people, I just like they have a lot of professional hitters in that lineup too. And he went through them pretty easily. 
So I I don't mind taking a shot on him and on DK. I don't want him to be my one pitcher on Fandle, but I I don't mind taking that seven one salary and, and chucking it in there as some value. But this is a tough spot for him. Like I I Washington could certainly hit him around, so I wouldn't roll him out there in cash. But in tournaments, I, I will take a shot. I'll have a flyer too, definitely. Now, what about Corbin on the other side of this? You got any love for him? His last start against the Marlins, uh, five strikeouts, nine innings. So that's that was a pretty good, <laughs> that was a pretty good, good one there. Yeah, this he, one's on the road though. He's been hot and cold. I, I mean, yes, it's it's Corbin. When you look at all the pitchers in the late slate, I, when we get away from that Boyd minor matchup, what are we looking at here? We're looking at a lot of mediocre guys until we get to the final game between the Twins and the Rays, and it's two guys who are head to head. So, yeah. I think Corbin. See, I, I think people are. I, off that's why I bring job. it up. Because yeah, I'm at nine point eight on Fanduel, especially. You know, we talked about like if you if you really can't do Boyd at nine four, or if you want to do multi entry and you want to do Boyd, I think Car- Corbin is the pivot there for four hundred dollars more because Agreed. I think that I think it's going to be so hot on Gallon tonight. Yeah. And look, it's a second start. You know, maybe a little bit of a letdown from the first adrenaline. You know, over there. You know, that, that lineup is tough, man. You know, when you got Victor Robles at the bottom of that lineup at 2-9 over on FanDuel, I, I really like this. I mean, I like Robles at 2-9. I like Eaton at 2-9. If you can get either Rendon or Soto into that lineup and stack them up with Corbin, I think there's a lot of potential there. And it's and as you point out, there's not a whole lot of really great big-time arms because some of them are in the early slate. you got Sale, you got Bauer, you got those guys out there. Yeah. So you've really got to be super careful tonight with the pitching. And I just see that gallon. I mean, people are going to see that price. They're going to go through the roof with gallon, and they're going to just load up on every big bat, every big name bat. And so I think that's on, a giant actually. trap tonight. I, yeah. you're, you're actually dead on. And I've kind of changed my tune a little bit. Like, I will have a share of gallon, but I think Corbin actually is the way to go. You're right. The fact that he has been mediocre, he has been a little, let's be honest. And he's yes. fine. When you look at the numbers, he's got a 3.9 ERA and 100, 102 strikeouts in 92 innings. He's been fine. It's just it's expectations are certainly high. And yeah, expectations high. And he's been inconsistent. But you bring up that start that he had in Miami. The fact that he gets to go into Miami and, and have this start as well. Um, we're talking about, you know, somebody who could definitely go in there and have another complete game. And you're right. People are probably going to be on gallon because he's a young, sexy arm and his prospect and everyone was on him in start number one and the price is cheap. So yeah, it's a good call by you. Actually, you've talked me into it. Contrarian GPP. It is. I think you and can roll it, out in cash. I think you could do. I really do. And, and I'll tell you what, I don't think the DK price is prohibitive either at 10, six. I don't think it's impossible. No. Um, the one thing I will point out too, though, if you are in love with gallon, and you want to get involved in that Harold Ramirez has moved up recently to the two hole. That's a very important thing. Cause Cesar Puello, who was doing terrific with the angels there for that yeah. stretch. They had to release him because of a roster crunch. He's over there. He's 2.8. Ramirez is 2.6. That lineup is, you know, ever changing. Everything in Florida is, is ever changing there for the Marlins, but um, I, I think I go with the Corbin and the Nats tonight. I think that's the one where there's just going to be so much heat on the other side. I think that could really be a difference maker. And it's ironic because he's the bigger name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? It is ironic, you know, actually. Totally yeah. ironic. And sometimes we overthink stuff or everybody wants to get too cute. Daniel Magden and Adam Wainwright tonight in St. Louis. Uh, I'll look for the offense in this one. And that's going to go down to Matt Olson. It's going to go to Chris Davis, blah, blah. Same old stuff. Same middle of that order there for Oakland. Uh, what about on the other side of this for the Cardinals? you have any love tonight as Carpenter's price on FanDuel has gone to 3-2? It's hit pretty far down there. Um, you got even Jose Martinez at 2-4. A lot of a lot of uh, value now in that St. Louis lineup as they kind of continue to scuffle a little bit here in June. 
Yeah, there is. I've noticed that there's a lot of value with with those guys that you mentioned. Even, I guess, even to a Paul Goldschmidt, like he's three five. Like he, I understand he's really struggling, but three five is is something I want to jump on. And if you're playing on Fanduel, I think Jose Martinez. I mean, he's earned himself a few at bats. He's starting to get some consistent starts, at least. Anyways, he hit a home run over the weekend. He's two four on Fanduel. If he's going to hit in that five spot, I, I think it's you know it's a pretty good opportunity for Mengren. Forty five percent hard hit rate, forty percent fly ball rate. You know. Oakland helps him out a lot. Yes, it does. On the, uh, on the road, so I think you can. I think St. Louis. I, I don't. I don't think people will look at them, but the five point t- five point two team implied total Vegas is giving them. They deserve that, and it's one of the highest totals on the board. I mean, it's higher than any other game we've talked about besides Philly against Vargas. So, uh, I think St. Louis could be a sneaky little stack. I would go. I would go with the big three and in, in DeYoung, Goldschmidt, and Ozuna. And if you're playing on FanDuel, I think you just have to play Jose Martinez. Maybe it's just a standalone at that price. All right, you got you Darvish and Dallas Keuchel, which is another game I think is going to be a total trap. I don't think I want either of these pitchers for the, you know, Dar- I know Darvish a couple starts ago had a really good outing. He is always incredibly inconsistent anyway. He's going against Atlanta, which is a terrific lineup. Dallas Keuchel, first start back was Dallas Keuchel. Five innings, he gave yeah. up eight hits, struck out three guys. Ho-hum, Dallas Keuchel. Why anybody was so excited for this guy to come back? <laughs> I can't. I mean, it's so funny to me, Chris. Everybody last year at this time was talking about, oh, my God, do I drop Dallas Keuchel? And now he was like one of the most traded for players in season long. I just don't understand it at all. I And they're going to see the 6-9 value. And there's just not enough strikeout upside here for me with Keuchel. So I'm, I'm going to pass. I don't care if he's 6-9 on FanDuel. On DK, he is 8. He ain't an 8K pitcher for me right now. Sorry. Not in no. Chicago. No. You and I are on the same page with Keuchel. I don't get the love either. I mean, he's a he's a ratios guy. He's not a he's not a fantasy right. guy. Yeah, he we're maybe we'll and you know we probably won't ever think about him like when he plays Miami or something in Miami. He'll probably be nine or ten k, and and I just won't want to get there because it's like Mike Soroka. Mike Soroka is a much better pitcher in my opinion, but he doesn't get the strikeouts, so it's hard to spend right. all that money for five or six k max like that's what you're really getting so well that's gonna, why we were in love with Soroka early on because the price was at you know he when he was yeah. seven five or eight five or whatever once he gets up to double digits it got tricky there it yeah. got very very tricky I think oh the one guy I do like in this game is Javier Baez in the love four him. hole on FanDuel three seven I really love like him tonight against Keiko that's a great spot for him oh, uh, Tanner Rourke on FanDuel. indeed uh, Tanner Rourke and Jaime Barria will face off in Anaheim uh this one you know, every work work has been decent, but certainly hittable. Um, so for me, if you want to go with Otani, he's just three five in this game on on FanDuel. That's just begging for it. You could even go with Upton if you want to fade Trout at four six. Upton's at three nine, so you can dance a little bit tonight with those guys uh, over in the Angels. What about you? What do you see in this game? Because I, I I'm not I'm done with the Reds. I'm out. I'm out until further notice with those guys. Yeah, they looked brutal last night. Give some credit to Andrew Haney, but, um, you know, Haney had struggled with some home runs, and even he left a couple pitches up in the zone. And, I mean, yeah, the Reds are just – they're disappointing. Their pitching has been great. Their bullpen has been phenomenal, but they're not they're not getting in the offense. And, I mean, Yassel Puig got thrown out yesterday, and he, he left his glove and his, bat, his helmet and his everything in the batter's box and just walked away. I wouldn't be surprised if he got a suspension for that or, or a fine. I, I don't even know if we'll play in this game. But there could be some home runs, Rourke and Berea. Both fly ball pitchers. You nailed it. I, I'm I'm in on Otani. I like Upton. I always like Calhoun, a lefty against a righty. And I mean, Mike Chart speaks for himself. He's one of the hottest players going right now in baseball. I'm gonna go right back to the Mariners again today. It's Wade LeBlanc and Adrian Hauser. Now I'm not going with the pitchers, but I'm no. going right back to that same thing with JP Crawford, with Domingo Santana, with Vogelback. 
uh, I'm going through all those guys there. Um, I don't even care. Kyle Seeger, you want to go uh, play around and throw him in a lineup? I'm okay with that too. Against Adrian Hauser, this Milwaukee ballpark, we all know what it is. And it's funny, whenever you get Seattle for a series, you're going to face a ton of lefties. And that kind of pumps the brakes a little bit, especially with the bottom of this order for Milwaukee. You know, if you're a Brewers fan, you've got to be infuriated that Keston here got sent down oh, and you're having to watch the bottom of this order. I mean, it is brutal lately. I just it, don't it's get pathetic. it. It's so pathetic. And, and this is another one we were on, not just the Seattle side, but we talked about fading Milwaukee against a lefty, right? Against yep. Marco Gonzalez. And another yep. one here. How would that work out? Yeah, they scored three runs. It really is pathetic. I mean, watching Arcia, watching Perez, you know, they put in Gamble in there yesterday. They give Kane a little bit of a break, but they move Aguilar up. Yeah, he got a couple hits, but I mean, this guy's hitting in the cleanup for you, and he's hitting 205. Like, it's, it's not bad. a great lineup right now. It's not a great lineup right now. I love Seattle again. Absolutely. I'm with give you. Give it to me. Yes. Yeah, let's Domingo go. at 3 8 on, on FanDuel is a, is a great value in the middle of that order. Uh, uh, he's not a great value on DK. He's five, three super. And this is the thing you can tell if you go look on DK and you see a, like ice just said, Oh, I love Domingo Santana. And you look yeah. and you go, Whoa, he's five, three. That's because the algorithm is telling you on DK. Yeah. Yep. He is a terrific bet tonight to be a productive player. And then when you go and you, you cross check that over on FanDuel, you say, Oh my God, why is he only 3.8? Why is he under 4k? That should be a giant, like flashing red light to you that you need to have him in your lineup. And I think that's the kind of stuff where you go back and forth, which is why even if you prefer to play on one site, you should really be aware of the pricing on both because it can give you that sort of insight into what's going on. Uh, Dario Argazal against Framber Valdez. Obviously the biggest name pitching matchup we could possibly find <laughs> well said, tonight. Well so the over-under on this one is what? It's got to be 10, right? Or 45. Uh, it's actually off the board. They don't even know what to do yet in Vegas. They're just confused. <laughs> uh, no, Whatever it's, it is, I'll it's take nine and a half. Yeah. It's nine and a half. All right. So I'll take the over. On this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. I well, I yeah. mean, you're just going to get a ton of bullpen in this one. And whenever there's bullpen, by the way, my guy, Jordan Alvarez, did not go ER. He did have an RBI and a he double did. yesterday, though. And so, and that lineup no now, all of a sudden, super scary. I mean, Correa's probably not going to come back till after the All-Star break, but Springer returned yesterday, Jose Altuve. Like, Jordan Alvarez is going to be in such a beautiful spot in the second half, hitting maybe in the sixth maybe six in the order, right? Behind Correa and Brantley. He's going to have an opportunity for, you know, a lot of success to drive in some runs for sure. Uh, I Valdez, I thought maybe, you know, he did get lit up in his last start, but it was in New York against the Yankees. The outing before that, he went six and had 8K, only allowed two runs against the Jays. The outing before that one, he went seven innings, had 7K, only allowed one run against Baltimore. So this is well, another here's the thing about squad. Valdez. I'll say this. I think Valdez is the only way you can play the Astros tonight. Like if you want to, you have yeah. to, if you're going Astros, you have to be all in on Astros because there's no other way you can afford them. So if Framber Valdez is six, nine on DK and you want to go Springer Altuve Bregman, you can do that. Yeah. Or Alvarez Bregman Altuve or Springer, whatever combination you want to do, that's fine. And on, on FanDuel, you seven, seven, it's a little bit of a tougher sell. It you is. Know, on, yeah, you don't you want him to one be your one guy. Yeah. You don't want him to be your one guy. I think but on I, DK, yeah. if you, if you go Framber and I don't think you could, you probably can't. You probably have to go down. I mean, this is this is kind of the Zach Gallon tournament lineup. You know, this is the yeah. this is the Gallon and Framber Valdez and and roll with Houston kind of lineup. There it is. Like if you went Pavetta, if you went Pavetta and Valdez on DK, you got four point four to spend for the rest of your your lineup, and that's that's basically getting anybody that you want in 
out of the top few hitters. I mean, you could go Mike Trout if you want, and then you could you could stack any you know any other any other way that you want to go, whether it's Cubs and Braves, um, whether it's Seattle. A couple Seattle will allow you to to definitely go all in on Cubs and Braves, like or or get a couple St. Louis guys if you want. Like there there's a way. I I kind of like that idea. Like Valdez, I think as a secondary pitcher on DK, I'm interested. Yeah, I can understand that 100%. Get the W at least, for sure. Well, and and that's the thing. Even when we're talking about Corbin there, you know, to Corbin is not cheap. He's not super expensive. But let's get to the last two expensive guys on the board, and they're facing each other, which kind of sucks. Jay Odorizzi, who's been brilliant. He's at home against Charlie Morton. 9-7 on FanDuel for Odorizzi. 10K for Morton on DK. 10-2 for Morton. 9-5 for Odorizzi. So very close in price. I'm going to go with the cheaper guy at home, just because although Morton's been brilliant, I'm really worried about this Tampa lineup. Uh, Austin Meadows doesn't have a home run in the month of June. He's hitting 210 or 215 in the month of June. His OPS is down the 600 level. So as hot as he was, he has come crashing down to earth. And obviously Minnesota, you know, kind of woke up a little bit yesterday, and that's a good thing. Now, I don't love the bats. This is probably still going to be a 3-1 kind of game anyway. So if I'm going to take a shot on one of these pitchers in the coin flip, I feel good enough about Odorizzi where sometimes I walk away from the coin flip. Today, I'm going to walk right into it, and it's Odorizzi for me. Yep. That's why you write books. <laughs> dead on. Everything and is that book perfect is the analysis. Fantasy Football Black Book 2019 edition out there on Amazon and iTunes and paperback go Kindle or iTunes. Yeah, yes. that's right. Go go. Get Shameless it. promotion. There hey, you have it. Right. Jake Odorizzi's yeah. ERA over 42 home innings, 1.91. 1.91. My God. Oh my God. And look, this him. is another one too. We talked before about, do you want to do different tournament lineups tonight? You could have a yeah. Boyd lineup. You can have a Corbin lineup and you can have an Odorizzi lineup. And they're all right in the same sphere in FanDuel. Like yeah. they're all right within a couple hundred dollars of each other. And you can easily nine, seven, nine, eight and nine, four. You could absolutely do that. And, and take a shot. You can have the offense. You like the same offense, roll them out there with the three different pitchers and hopefully one of them hits. If not two of them, who knows? You might even get two yeah. of them to hit. So I'm plugging around with some stuff right now, like Valdez and Corbin allows you to earn an average of 4K, and you could swap mm-hmm. out Corbin if you want for for a Boyd, as you mentioned, or Odorizzi, and then and then you're really on your way. Like you could afford any any bats you want. You get the Yankees out of the way; they're playing early this morning. You don't got to worry about you know getting involved with them, and then you can just kind of be creative elsewhere. Agreed. All right, so Chris, what are you looking for in the betting lines tonight? All right, so I mean, Seattle is road dogs. It's not crazy to me. It's not crazy. It's not a bet for everybody, but it's one for for me. I think I'll I'll have a uh, you know share or two of that. Minnesota and Tampa Bay. You said it just perfectly. It's an over under right now set at nine and a half. I like the under with Odorizzi and Morton on the hill. I like the Astros by two. I like the Angels at home. I think the over is going to hit in Chicago and Atlanta, despite Darvish and Keuchel being on the hill. I think people will shy away from the over. I think it's still a good play there. St. Louis at home against Oakland. Get Texas on the road. Um, You know, almost road dogs right now because of Matt Boyd. I think they can still get it done. I also like the under in that game. Texas and the under, I think, is a strong play. Washington on the road, and then probably won't get, you know, by the time you're listening, might not get a lot of these early games in. But if you want to hammer the Red Sox and the Yankees team implied totals, I think they'll get there today against Ronaldo Lopez and Trent Thornton. All right, Chris, you carried us yesterday in calling our shots. So I'm going to let you go first today. Where are you going to go yard? Who's your guy? Who are you calling your shot with? All right, I'm going to go to Wrigley Fields, and I'm going to pick Freddie Freeman, the lefty against you, Darvish. Oh, look at that. Nice. I like that one. I'm going to go back to Texas, go back to Houston. That's where I want to go. And I'm going to go with Alex Bregman, 
there against uh, Dario. Yeah, it's Dario. Argazal, yeah. And uh, we're going to go with him. And I uh, feel good about Bregman in that lineup because now when you add Springer back, it's kind of that thing that we talked about last week with Encarnacion. We started adding all those pieces around him again. You know, you, somebody, somebody's going to fall through the cracks. and I think Bregman's going to be that guy again who's so good during that stretch there. And even, really well. you know, he kind of carried them a little while too when Springer and Altuve went down. But you could see in the recent weeks, it was it's it's harder to do. Springer's back. Altuve's back. Alvarez is still there. Brantley's yeah. there. This is a tough one through five right now. And I think Bregman is the beneficiary. So give me Bregman to go yard. You know, I felt like this was a longer show, but I feel like it needed to be a longer show because it's a tricky slate. Look at us. It is. A lot of, when you get in those day, those day games, and, and if you're a FanDuel player, it does get tricky because it's not like DraftKings where they do early only with six games. Like FanDuel does very early with three and then early with three more. So, And then you could also go into all day and mix them all up. But it does get a little tricky, and, and sometimes it can get overwhelming. But we're not here tomorrow, so it's all right to go a little long. That's right. And just FYI, everybody. Don't worry, I have to go to the Fantasy Sports Gaming Association Conference. I'm in the the big expert draft for football on Thursday, and then Friday is the conference and stuff. So I will not be here Friday, but don't worry, because Chris Meany will be, and then we'll be back together on Saturday for the weekend show. So fear not, everybody. We've got you covered. Don't worry. I know you miss me. You can always follow me on Twitter if you do, at JoePizzaPS17, at Chris Meany and at Linestar app and Linestar MLB. That'll do it for me and Chris. There's nothing left to do except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by Linestar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meney.